0: Tonight we're going to go back to the book of Genesis, and we're going to start in the 16th chapter of the book of Genesis tonight. Father, we thank you, we thank you, Lord God, for what we're going to receive tonight. We thank you, Father God, for the impartation of the word, Lord God, and we thank you, Father God, for um, we're going to be better people when we leave from this place, and Lord, we'll just give your name praise and glory. We'll be more powerful, kingdom, among kingdom, and fighters, Father God, for the kingdom. And Lord, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for your word. Your word is power. Your word gives us strength, Father God. Your word teaches us. Your word guides us. And Lord, we just bless your name, Lord, Father God. Now, Father God, we pray in the name of Jesus. That Lord God, we bind up every area, enemy, enemy, the adversary, we bind them up in the name of Jesus. We dictated you have no power, you don't have no meaning. We do not desire for you to be here, so you're not welcome. So right now, in the name of Jesus, we command you, We don't ask you anything, to leave from the premises. And Father God, we thank you, because God, you're powerful, God, you're awesome, God. And Lord, we give your name, praise and glory. Now, Father God, we pray that we allow me to decrease, and Father, you increase Send in your teaching, the, the Holy Ghost but he will teach us from God. Lord, we thank him, we praise You. we honor you, and we give your name, glory. and the people of God said, amen, and amen, and amen. amen, amen. Beginning tonight in the book of Genesis chapter number 16, we started talking about, <coughs> a few weeks ago, about the promise, and last week we dealt with the journey. Once God gives us the promise, as he did with Abraham, he gives us a promise that we can all excited, and he tells us how he's gonna bless us, what he's gonna do in our lives and, and we get all excited and then we after receiving the promise, then we have to begin the journey. Now once we begin the journey, we have to be very, very careful how we begin the journey. We learned on last week that in the journey sometimes we carry flesh. with discovered last week that word lot um we get to look at it in Hebrew and as you go on and you look at the book of Romans where he talks about the veil, and a lot means the veil or covering. Therefore, what happens is, um, at that point, not represents our flesh. So on this journey, what will happen is, we will, if we're not careful, we will take our flesh along with us after God has given us the promise, amen? So, uh, and, and then we understood that when we began to operate in our flesh, we will delay the promise that God has set for us. You know, we're trying to get to a place. We're trying to get to that destiny wherein God has called for us. But it is our flesh that will by, uh, blind us and cause a delay in the process of our journey. Now tonight we will begin in Genesis chapter number 16. You know, remember last week when we talked about how Abram, he was caught between Bethel and 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 an AI that in between places, a crossroads, and he goes forward, and he continues to go south, which means a famine or a place of drought. He continues to go that way, only to discover he finds himself in the world, caught up in situations he did not want to be caught up in, terrible lies, Amen. because he had taken his flesh with him, his flesh became his guide, but he ends up retracing himself, going back to the place where he originally set up an altar of God, Bethlehem. Now, here we are in chapter number 16 in the book of Jesus. As we continue our journey, there's some other things that takes place on our journey toward the promise, after God has given us the promise. Tonight uh, in Genesis chapter 16, beginning in verse 1, the Lord wants to talk about the silent years. There's a time when God does not speak while we're on this journey. And then we will make decisions uh, because, and I, I think we shared about on Sunday about that night season in our lives. We'll make some decisions in our night seasons that will cause us some problems. So in Genesis chapter number 16, verse number 1, we're going to begin to looking at these silent years that after God says, what well, I'm going to do in your life. He doesn't always do things immediately. See, we think sometimes God is like McDonald's or Hardee's or whatever, you know, with, you know that microwave, right like quick, you know. Not when you prepare that meal, it was tasted, it's a quick fix. But when God promises something, it's never always a quick fix. Now, verse number one in Genesis chapter number 16 begins. It says, Now to Sarah, Abraham, Abraham, Abraham's wife, bare him no children, and she had a handmaid and an Egyptian whose name was Haggai. First thing we have to understand that during this, these silent years in our lives, there will come a time when that we will have a non-productive season. There will be times in our lives when it appears that there's nothing going on, that I means that there's no burden, there's a non-productive season. And when we talk about this handmaid, it's interesting because see that a handmaid represents a, a member of this house. And then when we talk about English was an Egyptian, in other words, within this house we still have worldly desires. Within our temple, we still have worldly desires. And it's not careful because we're in a non-productive season, or it's maybe just a quiet time, a silent time. A time when God is really saying, I'm going to see um, <coughs> how you're going to respond, or how we will react with the teaching that we we'll receive. Now, God said, I'm going to stand back and going to walk and see what you're going to do. You know how it is in the classroom and, and when text time you've been taught. All all year long, and, 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 and you've got your lessons, and you've been studying, and then comes the test time. The test time is to see uh, how much attention he was paying according to the list, how much we actually retain. So, in our not teaching, so to speak, as we talked about, Dr. Uh, uh, talked about on Sunday, uh, then there is that time when it appears like God is not talking. But it's not so much that he's not talking as he is testing to see what are we doing with the lessons that we've received. Now, remember that we've got worldly, worldly desires within this temple. We're on a journey. We're on a journey. But it's fine. It's silent. Okay. Now, verse number two says, And Sarai said unto Abraham, Behold, now... The Lord has restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, watch this, go in unto my maid. It may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hoping to the voice of Sarah. Okay, what well do you say to me, Lord? That says and that, was, that was when he's silent, when he, he it appears that he's silent, and we're in that non productive season. And you know how it is when 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 God said He's gonna do something in our lives, and, uh, 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 we can't wait, you know. And God, I'm gonna give you this, but we can't wait, so we'll go do some things in our own strength. So here, what's happening is the first thing happened because it's another the season, and it looks like we ain't got it going on. We want to blame God. That's what she did. She began to blame God. She, she said, "God is me. There are kind of God that I gotta I gotta pull back, I gotta hold up a minute, because see sometimes when God blesses us too fast, we, we really mess up. Um, we'll we', we we'll, we'll, we'll really go off on the deep end. So so God saying right now what's happening is we have to be very careful in this in, in this season when it's it's solid, and these solid years, because you don't see how long it takes that when it appears that God is not speaking, that we have to be very careful, especially when we don't understand what God is doing, when it seems to unproductive, when we don't understand what God is doing, we have to be very careful that we don't blame God and begin to move in our flesh. Because this is what happens here. She moves in her flesh. So what she does, she takes her handmaid, hand, she takes the world of life, and she, she she says to Abel, she says, if you go with her, See, in other words, it's like this: you, you know how it is when, when when we want to satisfy flesh and God tell us to, to wait. Anybody God said wait, and we go ahead and do something in hand because it ain't happening quick enough for us. You know, you know, we'll we we'll do some things that that God He said I'm gonna give it to you, but you can receive it in this timing where I'm gonna give it to you. But a lot of times, because of the worldly desires and the worldly aspirations that we have on the inside. Well, what will happen, we will reach out and we will allow flesh to do it for us. And then what happens is, we've got to accept and look at flesh and Jesus, because we burn the thing. We can burn things in our flesh and put a label on them calling them God. But you'll know what it's done or because after a to cry on show shoulders, because so we'll, we'll get upset. So so what's happening here, because that there's that restraining and that non-productive season, uh, all of a sudden now, okay, I need you to do this. You know how I when to my home, Message, husband, wife, you know. So, so, what happens is, she looks at Amy. Now, uh, one thing that God says to me, He says, God, He says, I want you to look at Sarah's eye. What's happening, even though that name means princess, it's just right over her household. In other words, God said, like this. He says, when you're at that point, you've got respect. That vision, you can't see the big picture. You can only see what's going on in your domain. So, once you see all of what's going on in your domain, it's easy to make a flesh decision that will cause a delay to your promise. If you're not feeling what I'm saying. So, so when we make flesh decisions, it will cause a delay for much receiving and achieving what God has for our lives. So, they make a flesh decision. It's not vision. See, you have to be very careful that when God is operating, God is moving our life, that we see the big picture. Don't, don't have restricted vision. That's what she had, was restricted vision. Because she had restricted vision, she reached over and said to her husband, Yeah, I'm going to do this. It's okay for you to do this. No, no, that's not what God told her. No, that's not what God had told And that's not what God has not told us. God said, You have to see the whole picture. See, it's bigger than us. See, anytime God, you have a vision, and if you can do it in your own strength, it ain't God. It's not God. But when it's far greater and far bigger than you can come in, you know, imagine in your own life, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to work this works, this is going to happen know how it's going to take place, then it's God, because you know you can't do it in your own strength. If you can do it in your own strength, God, it ain't me. It's not God. It's, it's not God. Now, look at verse number three, and this is what we're talking about, the silent years. Because in everybody's life, there will be silent years in the going through our journey, because God has given us a promise. And from that promise, as we take the journey, there will be silent years. And those years are going to be times of testing to see exactly where we are we got. But that allow us to know what we are spiritually. Now, verse number three says, And Sarai, Abram's wife, took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, after Abram had dwelt. How many years? Ten years. Ten years in the land of where? Ten. They promised. Ten is where you bow down before God. Ten is a place of promise. See, they were there and promised, but they didn't get everything they want right in. You know how it is. God said, i will blessed you, i will you this, but you got to let them this. But sometimes we don't want to wait on that. Because we feel like we're supposed to have it now. Anybody did operating in the now season, it wasn't really the now season, we might as well get up. I mean, I've done it, hey, hey, and I have a problem with this share that I've done it. It wasn't a now season for say for God. But for me and my folks it was a now season. But then it becomes a costly season. Becomes costly. And so he says they then say promised they said they had been there for ten years. In the land of Canaan, who you bound down before God, Who you had this relationship with God. it should be a time of contentment. They're right there for ten years in the land of promise. And he said, And gave her to her husband, Abram, to be his wife. Now listen. Now and God says, We can enter in to a season of compromise in our south years when it appears like God is not speaking. She compromised. Even though the info they were bad. they're still there. they been, there, been there, But yet, because God wasn't moving fast enough, they decided to do some things on their own. Anybody been that you know. Yeah, when you decide, when you, when you, we don't see that like God has showed up quick enough on, on our terms, then we will begin to compromise, and, and you can't compromise when it comes down to that. Like it's either God's way or no way. So what happens is there comes a compromise. We have to be very careful, God says, in, this, in the style of years of our life, on our journey, you know, because there will be style of years along this journey, because that's the way God intended for it to be. We have to be very careful that we do not make compromises, trying to make the promise come out of our time. can No. God is big enough to do everything He says He can do. when He wants to, by Himself, he does not need our help. He does not need work help. He does not need your help. He, he said. He said. But the thing is, we have to understand that we cannot compromise. Am I compromised? You know, you compromise? I'm gonna make this work, but I'm gonna compromise in order for for us to get along. I'm gonna, I'm gonna compromise. Hey, come on! In, in order for me to to to, to, to To fit in, thank you Holy Ghost, to fit in with the world, I will compromise, I will compromise my belief and my trust in God. You know thank you Holy Ghost, you know how it is, you know, I like to use the workplace, on the workplace or even around our family members. You know, we don't always acknowledge that we're Christians, they can talk about worldly stuff. They can talk about how much they party. They can talk about who, who, all they got, doing, what all they got going on. But we never ever begin to voice and say, "Hey, I'm a Christian." And it seems like the world, we're we, in a group, the world dominates the conversation. Anybody nothin' that? If They dominate the conversation, and we Christians sit there, huh? huh? But we Christians, we're supposed to. Conversation. You know, we should be able to tell somebody about the goodness of God that's in our life, the God that's moving in our life, but for how God blesses God, how God moves, and, and the awesome blessing power. But what happens is we allow the world to end, oh my God, to influence us, and we find ourselves in a, in a place of compromise. Anybody? Mm-hmm. Isn't a place of compromise lately? I won't say yesterday, yesterday, years, I mean lately, you know. Compromise? that's no, 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 And see, we we'll see, and, and that's what happens. When it gets to the place where one voice, one voice, one statement from the world that can, can shut down everything of sports Uh, Christianity, something wrong with that situation. One voice can say, I don't want playing schools anymore. Just more." And we as Christians never go nowhere to say anything about anything and say, hey, I want prayer too. Why not the reverse? We're Christians. I mean, I think the Bible does say, a God we trust And that are trying to take that off. <laughs> and so so we've got to be very careful in our that we do not compromise as Christians. We do not need to compromise. Amen? Compromise. Our self is you guys remember. We can't blame God. And because we can blame God sometimes because we do not understand. It's a When we don't have enough of this here, the Word of God in us, we'll com- God will compromise our heartbeat. Because we're dry. We're dry. And see, the only thing that's going to water the Spirit on the inside of us is God's Word. And God's Word is spiritual. It's spiritual. Now, verse number four says, And he went in up, you know, you know, and a hangar. Yo, know, I can't believe it. You know, I don't think he's twisted it on. He's suggesting it. And the Bible says, and verse 4, and he went into handout, and she conceived, and when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her eyes. Now verse 5 says, and Sarah, thinking about that restrictive vision, said to Abram, My wrong, look at this, my wrong be upon thee. How can the decision she made? in and and, and and restrict you with that restrictive vision, how can her wrong be upon me? That's, and it looked like she would have said, My wrong be upon me. Because it was the decision that she made that restricted the, the vision uh, to get him to go into a place of compromise and do something wrong because she couldn't wait on that. In other words, it's your fault. My wrong, we don't need you That's it. That's, it. That, 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 that's, that's amazing. You would, you would think she would have received the blame that, that it's my fault. I did, I said, it, it. and I shouldn't have. It. Looked like that way shouldn't have be been the way the conversation was. But that was not the way the conversation was. The conversation was, my role, we don't need In other words, my role is going to I made a decision, I did what I did, but I don't blame you. wrong with that picture? Sometimes God right with that. Sometimes, right sometimes that, right that. But remember now, the operating breaking the silent ears. Silent deeds are when you did not really to hear in the voice of God. So you better walk in, in what I call blind faith. Trust in God and what he said. He said, and, 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 and Sarah said to Abram, my wrong be upon thee. I have given my maid into thy bosom, and when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her eyes. And said, the Lord, the Lord judge between thee, between me and thee. The Lord judged between me and thee. But God knew truth. She was the one who to be strict That's supposed to be moving because he couldn't wait for God. I remember one time I bought some. 86. When God first speaks to him, his in the promise. He said, Now, he's 86. Now, 10 years he lives in the promise. See, God has been blessed some of us. I mean, tremendously. God's God has been blessed. But, but you know how you can anxiously want someone else to want the whole package right in and God said no, 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 I've got to bless you the way I want to bless you because I know what will happen if I do it too quick. He I'm really testing your faith to see do you really love me for who, who I am in your life. Do you, do you really, really, really love me or do you love everything else apart from me? So in here when you talk about it's 86 and you count the numbers, 86, you do 8 plus 6 counting the numbers, okay? 8 plus 6 equals 14. When you count the number 14, you do 1 plus 4, it equals 5. So what's happening right here, he's in a season of being incomplete. He's incomplete enough. How do I know he's incomplete enough? The next part of this verse in verse 16. He said, and Abel was four, four scores and six years old. I mean, he was 86. I mean, when counting number he was in an incomplete state when the tag Bad Israel to Abraham. In other words, he begin to burst something in his flesh. Anytime we are incomplete in God, or we have not reached that place in God where we're supposed to be, we will we will burst things when we're incomplete. We will burst things. We'll burst in things in our night season. Now let's look at chapter number seventeen, and we're almost done. Remember, we're talking about the night season—that those—that south years as we're in our journey. We have to be very, very careful that we do not burn things in our flesh. Because we're i in that season. Now, watch what happens, how things change when we move from that incomplete state to the next phase. Chapter 17, verse number 1 says this. And when Abram was 90 years old and now, 13 years later, let's count the numbers. Ninety-nine. Nine plus nine is how much? Eighteen. Okay, count eighteen. One plus eight is nine, right? Nine is the Christ in man. Okay, because you didn't before. When you didn't complete, your birth is in your flesh. Now, here we are, as we're moving toward that, that journey, now we're in the Christ in man. The Christ within us. And now for who. Watch What will happen? When the Christ in us begins to mature where it needs to be. This And when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am the almighty God. Now he's ready for instruction. Why? Because of the Christ now that's on the inside of him. He's no longer Now he's the Christ of God, the Christ of man, the Christ of man. It is it, it, is in this mature state. It says, I am the mighty God. Walk before me and be thou heard. Walk before me and be thou heard. Let's go to Philippians I okay? think Philippians chapter number two. Philippians, let me speak. Philippians chapter number two. Philippians chapter number 2 and verse number 13. Philippians 2, verse number 13. He tells them now, to you know, walk before me and be thou perfect. Mature. That word perfect, that means to be mature. Now, Philippians chapter 2, verse number 13 says, For it is who? It is God which worketh in you. Both to will and to do of whose pleasure is his good pleasure. So God does what he wants to. He'll work in us both of his will and, and, and to do. And then it has to do everything with. It. That's how God deals. Oh, cool. He doesn't do things like oh, He, he does things in multiplication. Then verse 3 says, And Abram fell in his face, When see When the Christ within us, it will bring a reference for when God is speaking. He said, And Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, Ask for me, Behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of God. Many nations. It reminds him of the cross. Watch what happens when we mature in God. Verse number five says, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, hmm. But thy name shall be Abraham, the multitude of nations. For a follow many nations have I made thee. You see, when God, when the Christ was in us, uh, begin to operate and and and, 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 and 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 settle deep down within our spirits and our souls, we can see the whole picture. It's not just a Sarah, a restricted vision. Then we, when we see the whole picture, then we can see, when we see one thing, we don't just see that one thing, we will see the whole picture. Because he said, now you don't follow on these nations. You're gonna burst. You're gonna burst much. You're gonna be great. See? God says so. He he goes on, he lets him know. He, he changes his name. Now, let's go down on to verse okay, 6. Six says, And I will make thee exceedingly seasonly woman fruitful. And I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. But well, listen, they got they got, they got, they got the season. This is where your faith gets happening in there. When God says, make I, you I, I I'm gonna make you great. That's when you operate in faith, you've got to catch hope. You've got to catch hope on this thing. You have to catch hope for God says. I don't care if God is speaking to somebody else. If your faith levels are the right place, you can grab what belongs to me. How do I know that? Because it happens in our lives. We went somewhere, and, and, and the word came to this pastor about what God was going to do in that life. And how there's going to be an accelerated growth and how God was going to move, we immediately grab hope to that promise. And when we grab hope to that promise, it's going to happen in our life. And I take him out and he it. wasn't happening in Why? The different level of creation. You got to catch that back. You got to catch it. When God's speaking, you got to catch it. If if, if God is. Decree upon somebody's life, Thank you, Moses. he can release a decree and declare uh, the something upon Sister Savage's life. If Sister Savage is not in a mode of receiving in that form, do you not know anybody that's within the real Sister survive can receive the very promise that's supposed to be for her? Why? It could be the level of faith. See, you got the great promise. When God talks you, when God says anything, you reach that, you take it for yourself. And once you take it for yourself, because see, that's like faith level. All of a sudden, God will get to move. People huh? begin to move in their life, okay? So they will blow their mind. But it has everything you to do with your faith. Now, see, he, 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 he says that. He says, says, says Exceedingly fruitful. How I many of us are we, going we, to be we wealthy in every area of life? That's what God says last say. week. We can be what God will, 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 will and, and increase in us, and we can become wealthy in every area of our life. There won't be no family, no part in our life. We can be wealthy in every area of huh? life. Every area. Not some part, but every area of life. Because God says so. He saying so. And then he says, He said, I will make nations nation of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. Verse 7 says, And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, in their generation, from the everlasting covenant, shall be a God unto thee, and to thy seed after thee. Verse 8. And I will heal unto thee, as thy see after thee. <clears throat> the land wherein thou that stranger. <clears throat> huh. You see, when God gave a promise, see, and, and that's why I thank God, because I always say, well, go ahead and let, let the wicked gather up, because it, it, it's, it's mine. Mm-hmm. Because the promise says that, that, that the wealth of the sinner uh, it belongs to the just. So you just have you know where your see is. He said, if you're going to be set up, gathered, I'm going to make it personal. If you're going to be set up, gathered for me, because I place myself in the just. How? Y'all will speak what you said. Because God's word said, they'll gather it up, they'll prepare it, but the just shall wait. When I get that and jump, be out I'm Because I said, every time I I'm going to go keep gathering, keep on gathering. God said, it's mine. It's mine. Is that, is that average? No, that's God's word. I think what God's word said. It's mine, and mine, and mine. So, so, so we just understand what God is saying in his word. He says, not only, he said, you'll be strange to so they don't care like, you know, they were living on that land. That promise. And then I that's yours. You see, that's why you better look at that thing and say, hmm, that's mine, thing And got. That. And that's why. that thing will come full, full course. And it'll come right back to you because God said so. Oh, see, so. so you're a stranger. So all the land that came for is it isn't just a possession, but it's an everlasting possession. And it says, I will be that God. Now let's look at verse 15. Now, you just can't have one half of it. And not. see, Abraham cannot be changed. Abraham can't have one change and other will not change. Verse 15 says this. Oh, and, and chapter 17, the book 10. Now, that is been name change. God has revealed to us. That, that he's going to do great mighty things in thy life, he gets that multiplication. Uh, verse number 15 in chapter 17 of the book of Genesis it says this, and God said, said unto Abraham, as for Sarah, thy wife, thou shalt not call her name. Sarah, which means a princess, but Sarah, which means queen, which means the mean ship, the ship, Sure. Her name is so God says, we've got to cover up from color vision. Thank you, Holy Ghost. We've got to remove from color vision because it isn't about our little house. Huh? That means you've got to When it's all about just you, it's restricted. But then, when you move into that queenship, huh, you move into the I mean, the whole world is, you know, you've got to leave. see, that's where the mind has to change. There had to be a renewing of the mind to know, hey, I've got the nature, the earth, according to God's word, it been- And she shall be a mother of nations. Listen, you know, you, he's going to be the father of nations. Amen, but it's not faith. I mean, a father of nations. Now, the other man, here comes the mother. Now she's going to be a mother of nations. <clears> That's powerful. When you walk in unison, I mean, it brings it all together. Because so they're both originators, they're both all originators. And then the Bible goes on to say that I will bless her and give her son. I will also of, of her. You see, the, the only way we can receive the promise, the promise is spiritual. It's, it's got to be the way God says it. We can't give it in our flesh. It has to be the way God wants it to be. So then Abraham fell upon his face and then he did <coughs> what? He laughed. How many times God says, how many times have I spoken and said, I'm going to do this, and then they said, oh God, I don't believe you do that. How many times have we all said that? No, God, I don't believe you can do this. That's too hard. It's nothing too hard for God. Nothing is too hard for God. Says so then Abraham fell on his face and laughed and said in his, ooh, what, what, what did he say there? Oh God. So, really, you don't have to vocalize it, with your mouth. God, wait. See, that's why it's so dangerous. Thank you, Holy Ghost. That's why it's so dangerous to be anywhere in the presence of God or in the house of God or whatever and have thoughts one place. <laughs> uh, 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 have the appearance of as this, uh... Uh, listen, I was talking earlier. I said to her, I said, baby, you know, we could be sitting in a building. We could be sitting right here on this pew and your thoughts somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you know what happens in the process? God, you know. We you know. Mm-hmm. Huh.
1: Like I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Huh. Like i like doing that.
0: He reads hearts. God, reading reads hearts. So, you see, that's that, that, that that's what we know in, in the flesh. We, we we think we're so smart, not realizing and not understanding. I'm the body of Christ, even even, even those that don't, They think they're so smart that they can outsmart God. But God is a God that He reads the heart and He recalls everything the heart says, even though the mouth is not verbally saying anything. He's writing about what's in the heart. Because he knows our heart. The what of God says Abraham laughed. First, he said, He fell on his face and laughed. Then he said, In his heart, home, shall a child be That make the head to mature and focus on the same level. God can do some awesome things. But whenever we say something contrary to so what the word is saying, God says, I'm taking the heart. I'm breathing the heart. Thank the Holy Ghost. I think you breathing the heart. And you know what's so beautiful about breathing the heart? Some of y'all are so tired, ain't it? I'm so tired, ain't it? just being us, because God's reading up. And see, the thing is about that is, whenever we, whenever God has something for us, to let us know see what's happening is, God says, some of you are going to be facing some silent years if you're not already in those silent years. But he's trying to encourage you to get you through those silent years when it appears that he's not speaking. But what happens is, when we don't hear because we've given man more time than we've given God, then when we come to the place Faces, we don't know how to handle it. And the reason why we don't know how to handle it is because we come so bogged down, so tired, so just, just done everything else, you know, and then all of a sudden we expect God to show up on our doorstep in our hearts. When well, he's speaking all at the same time, you just got to eat it when he speaks. Because see that's become that sound of English in all our lives, and we're going go to want him to speak. And you know what? The thing is, he's going to get already spoken. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you. Thank you. Alright, verse 18. And that's going to be the last verse. Uh, what well, 18 and 19. 18 says, and Abraham said to God, watch this. How everything that the Lord has revealed about, Ishmael can't go. It's flesh. You can't birth nothing in your flesh. That's not promise. It's only spirit. It's only the way God says. What what have at least revealed the Christ in, in man, Christ that, that, that's in, in, in his wife, the Christ that's within him, because he's matured, look where he reaches back to. And Abraham said unto God, The hmm. God says, Sarah, that water, that dominion, that, you know, operating in diminishing, that's when you can burst the things that survive. And God says, Sarah, that water, that energy, I have about something. She had a bad idea of something. Then He says, Indeed. 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 That, that, that's what you want to be bursting in the way you're operating in the spirit. He said, Indeed. Build me. And thou shalt call this name I will, I will be sure. Whenever we birth things in the spirit it will bring us joy. Job. Whenever we birth things in our flesh it will bring us heartache and pain. We, Jesus. And sometimes we wonder bone we come through we gotta check out your birth Let's check out your birth. We want to birth in the night season. If you want to birthing that, that's it. in your angel, please say. You want to give God back that's joy, he said. And thou shalt call his name. I am joy. He said, and I will establish my covenant with him. The covenant is with joy <laughs> for an everlasting covenant. And with his seed after him. other word joy produces seeds. <laughs> you want to make sure we're birthing it in the promise according to the way God saves us so to be birthed. And y'all still got a for clap. Amen.